From WEB News, you're listening to The Outlet, where campus meets community. I'm Kayla McCleskey. Each week on The Outlet, we bring you stories from Southeast Ohio. This week on The Outlet, people in Athens County can get free tax assistance. Um, we think everybody, regardless of age or income, should have access to quality tax preparation. And Athens adds a new sustainability project. It's kind of like we're now addicted to solar and thinking, okay, where is the next solar going to be deployed in the city of Athens? So we're always looking around to see what we can do. These stories and more right here on The Outlet. AARP offers free tax assistance to residents in Athens County. The Outlet's Allison Patton reports on how Athens locals can sign up. Inside the LDS Church in the Plains, folks are getting help filing their tax returns, all thanks to AARP's Tax Preparation Service. Tax preparation can cost hundreds of dollars, but AARP offers this service for free. That, a lot of times, can be food on their table, you know, or gas in their gas tank to get back and forth to work. The program is open to anyone who makes an appointment. Um, we think everybody, regardless of age or income, should have access to quality tax preparation. The Plains Coordinator Catherine Bowditch says her site has eight IRS certified volunteers who do hundreds of tax returns. We filed 225 um, taxes for people. Over at their Coolville location, Coordinator Mary Spears says they are expecting over 200 clients this year. Last year we did about 150. Mm -hmm. This year, according to the Coolville Library's calendar, we're going to do more. <laughs> The Coolville Library will be open Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. The LDS Church has appointments available on Mondays and Wednesdays from 9 a.m. to noon. Appointment spots are filling up quickly, so call sooner rather than later. Probably if you call now, you probably cannot even get in in February. They're probably into March. The last appointments will wrap up the second week of April. Reporting for The Outlet, I'm Allison Patton in Athens. The city of Athens celebrates the completion of a new solar field. The outlet's Jack Green speaks with city officials about this project's benefits. The Athens community gathers to cut the ribbon on a project to help power city buildings. We're now able to flip the switch and start providing 60% of the energy to the wastewater treatment plant as well as the community center and then our seasonal pool during the summer. The east side solar project includes three new solar array systems and will create 2.1 megawatts of electricity. Athens Mayor Steve Patterson says this showcases how Athens has become a leader in decarbonization. When you look across other municipalities in the United States, we are among within the top 10% when it comes to our reduced carbon emissions per capita. Along with helping the environment, Councilmember Jeff Reisner says the new solar field is helping Athens become more energy independent. We're becoming more and more decentralized in terms of generating our uh, power across the United States, and that's good. Power fails in, in Columbus, well, we're okay. We, we've got ours here. Mayor Patterson says this is just one step to become more environmentally friendly. It's kind of like we're now addicted to solar and thinking, okay, where's the next solar going to be deployed in the city of Athens? So we're always looking around to see what we can do. Reporting for the outlet, I'm Jack Green in Athens. Southeast Ohio is experiencing spring weather conditions for the start of February. 
WOUB lead forecaster Emily Dietz explains the El Nino weather pattern hitting the country. So Emily, good to have you back. And since you've been gone, Athens has been really experiencing some warm weather lately. So what can you tell us about the weather for the upcoming week and then also over the weekend? Yeah, well, first of all, it's great to be back. But yeah, the weather this upcoming week, uh, right now it's Tuesday and it was a bit on the warmer side compared to what we've been seeing the past couple of weeks, especially for being, what, February 6th now? I mean, I'm kind of enjoying it, but I'm also really missing that winter because we really only got a little bit of winter back in January. But this upcoming week is just going to get warmer. So we're looking at Wednesday being the mid-50s. Uh, still, the overnight lows will be on the cooler side in the 30s. But then Thursday and Friday, that's really when we see a big turn of temperatures. We have our high on Thursday about 60, 61 degrees, and Friday about 63 degrees. So might be bringing out those shorts and T-shirts here pretty soon because, you know, as soon as it hits those 40s and 50s, everyone's outside, shorts and T-shirts, really enjoying the sunshine. And we've seen some gorgeous blue skies ahead of us as well. But overnight on Thursday and Friday will also be increasing, so we'll no longer be in the 30s, but we'll be up in the 40s. And Friday, we're expecting that overnight low to be about 51 degrees. But we're also going to start seeing some clouds start to roll in that day, which is kind of why we see uh, such a short difference between the overnight conditions and our daytime conditions, because those clouds are acting as that layer of insulation and keeping a lot of that daytime heating in. And then Saturday, that's when we might see a couple of showers. We're not expecting anything too heavy. And these are very scattered showers, so we're not seeing a lot of areas total coverage down here in Athens expecting a lot of rain. That's really going to come more on Monday because we have that cold front that's going to be sort of moving through, uh, not really bringing a lot of cooler temperatures, but just enough to bring us back down in the 40s uh, for next week. And we'll see a little bit of partly cloudy skies on Sunday, but Monday, that's when we really see the bulk of the system uh, moving through. And we're expecting more showers, but even still... Uh, not going to be totally 100% covering this entire area. So expect a bit of a cloudy but warm weekend and sunny skies ahead the rest of this week. So I don't know about you, but I'm really looking forward to the sunshine and the blue skies and even walking to class today. I almost needed my sunglasses. And man, it was bright outside. Yeah, I can definitely say driving in the city of Athens, I've definitely needed my sunglasses recently. And I'm not complaining. But then again, it is February. I'm used to like, the gross brown slushy roads, the little bit of frost on the ground. We did have frost this morning, though, so I was like, okay, maybe we're starting to get back into that colder weather, but unfortunately that is not the case. So, Emily, with the warmer weather that Athens and the region of Southeast Ohio is experiencing right now, would you say that this is just happening to this part of the state of Ohio, or is this happening all over the country? Um, well, I'll sort of break it out a little bit. Uh, we're seeing a lot of similar weather patterns through Ohio and then the surrounding states. I'd say Central Plains, more on the eastern side of that and a little bit in the Midwest. Um, but as you get closer to the Rockies, that's where we kind of see a big shift. And we actually have a lot of flood advisories, flood warnings, snow advisories, winter weather advisories, just depending on where you are in that elevation with the mountains and everything. But what's going on is actually part of this El Nino pattern that we've been talking about for the past couple of months. Uh, we especially started talking about it back over the summer because that affected our hurricane season. We talked about it in the fall because it was affecting our winter, and we're talking about it now because it's affecting a lot of that precipitation that we're seeing. And really what that means for Ohio is it means a drier sort of winter uh, as well. But what that means for the West Coast is they're going to be seeing a lot more precipitation, and we're really seeing the effect of that now. And since the ground has been sort of cooler, a lot of that vegetation has sort of died out. Uh, we're seeing a lot of those debris flows, mudslides, and everything, because as soon as that ground gets really saturated with a lot of that water, 
it really just loosens everything up and because initially that water will just start to run off of it because it can't be soaked in but after you get so much water it'll eventually pick everything up and cause some major effects. So we're still going to be seeing the effects of this for the next couple of weeks um, because we have this sort of what's called an atmospheric river. Uh, so you sort of think of it as these winds uh, sort of going across the Pacific Ocean, picking up this a lot of this moisture and then dumping it pretty much over land, creating what would be an atmospheric river. So uh, the name kind of gives it away. But yeah, it's really creating these really wet conditions out west. Unfortunately for us, we're not seeing a lot of that or really any of that flooding. Um, the rain we'll be seeing will be coming in more from the Gulf as we have those low and high pressures sort of coming in and sort of scooping up that warm, moist air uh, that has that precipitation that will be falling out as it moves over us. So luckily for us, no flood advisories, hopefully in our future. Um, it's not really looking like it right now. And then whatever to say for the rest of February or into March, uh, we'll just take that week by week and keep you all updated. But yeah, out west is really getting hit hard with a lot of this. And I'm really grateful that we're not right now, even though it isn't snow. But yeah. Yeah, I can definitely say when spring definitely rolls around, that's when all the rainy weather is supposed to be happening. But it looks like for many parts of the country that that spring weather is already here. So, Exactly. Yeah, it'll be definitely something to keep our eye out for because knowing Ohio, you know, we'll probably get a frozen week in March. We're really cool <laughs> right. and have to bring out the jackets after you put them away. And then the next week we'll be in the 70s because, well, that's weather for you. <laughs> Ohio University basketball teams gear up for the MAC SBC Challenge. Sports Director Aiden Crowley and Associate Sports Director Maria Manessi break down the matchups with Sunbelt opponents. So guys, a lot has happened for both of our basketball teams over the last several days. Maria, I'm going to go to you first. What happened with our women's team? Yeah, Ohio has lost back-to-back games to Buffalo and Ball State um, after its loss to Buffalo. Last week in the convo, it went on the road on February 3rd to face a Ball State team who is red hot and undefeated in conference play. They've been playing extremely well this season, 20-2 and overall. And speaking with Ohio coach Bob Bolden after the Buffalo game, he knew that it was going to be a challenge to play at Ball State and with the way they're playing and described their offense as a different one that they really haven't seen. And Ball State dominated throughout the game, shooting 42% from three and handing Ohio a 97-66 to loss. But despite that loss, freshman guard Lele Fantroy, who has stepped up for Ohio as of late, had a career-high 19 points. And Ohio really has struggled on the road this season. They're 1-9 on the road, and they'll look to rebound from those two back-to-back losses in a row against Bowling Green on the road, who is 5-5 in the MAC and 11-9 overall before returning to the combo against Texas State on February 10th, and that'll be the start of a three-game home stretch for Ohio. But definitely looking for a win on the road against Bowling Green before returning home. And then now move over to our men's team. Aiden, what's been happening with them? They've hit their groove, Caleb. That's what's been happening with them. Six of their last seven that they've picked up, including a four-game winning streak that they've strung together. We talked about the Kent State and Buffalo game last time. The new ones that they just added under their belt to get to four straight was Saturday, February 3rd against Miami at the Convo where the Bobcats shot the lights out in that game. They went an eye-hopping 15 for 29 from three, 52% from behind the arc. That's going to win you some ball games for sure. And it covered up some mistakes throughout the game that Ohio had, like 13 offensive rebounds from Miami. Certainly something that Jeff Bowles is not happy about. 
But when you go and you defend your home court against your rivals, 78-69, and you get that win against a competitive Miami team, that kind of stuff can get thrown on the back burner, especially with how well this team has been playing as of late. And the Bobcats, this is a spot that they really don't lose too often, and they have not lost to Miami in the convo since 2014. So this is a place that they've defended against the rival, and you always like that if you're the Bobcats and if you're Jeff Bowles. And they carried that momentum into their next game February 6th. That's a Tuesday night against the Ball State Cardinals in an overtime thriller. And it looked like it might have been a quick one. They jumped out early to a 13 to nothing lead, and it kind of seemed like smooth sailing for this Bobcat team, but they saw their lead kind of get chip away, chip away as Ball State started to creep back into this game. And post-game, Jeff Bowles mentioned that a good team will find a way to right the ship and figure out a way on the road in hostile environment to pull together and figure out a way to win. And that's what they did, 84-79 in overtime, like I mentioned. And the difference in this game was the free throw shooting in overtime. The Bobcats in that last period... 10 for 12 from the line, ice cold to close out the game. Meanwhile, Ball State went 1 for 6 from the line in overtime, including a miss on a front end of a 1-1. and So if you really think about it, 1 for 7 from the line from Ball State, and that was the difference in the game. Jalen Hunter was phenomenal in this game. 32 points, 10 for 17 from the field, 5 rebounds and 5 assists as well. He did it all for the Bobcats in Muncie, and he, at the end of the game, it seemed like he just wanted the ball. He wanted everybody else to kind of give him some space and let him work, and they let their leader, their guy, go to work, and that's why they were able to walk away, again, like I mentioned, 84-79 to win on the road in overtime, and this team is kind of just climbing up the rankings right now. They currently sit at fifth in the MAC. as we, again, we always want to look ahead at where these teams are lining up in postseason. And it's especially important for this team because there's a lot of cluster happening right in the middle of the MAC. It seems like groups from four to nine are really, really tight. So Ohio continues to push the pace and they need to not falter because one loss and you could be sliding pretty far. And for their next game, they'll be traveling on the road in Jonesboro, Arkansas against Arkansas State in their Mac Sunbelt Challenge, a home-and-away series, if you recall, earlier in the year. They hosted Troy. Now they're going to go on the road against a Sunbelt opponent, and theirs is Arkansas State, who's competitive right now in the Sunbelt, 6-5, and kind of up and down, a little streaky season so far. Kind of similar, honestly, to the guys' team here in Athens. But that'll be a fun one. They've won two straight. The Bobcats have won four straight. So one team is going to have to walk away with a loss, and we'll see what happens with the way this team's playing right now. I like Ohio's chances on the road in Jonesboro. That's all we have for you this week. Thanks for joining us. The Outlet is produced each week by me, Caleb McCleskey. We're edited by Tish Baidia, Aaron Payne, and David Forster. Adam Rich is our technical assistant, and our theme music is performed by Ryan Gavos. Enjoy our show? Tell a friend to give us a listen. They can subscribe to The Outlet on SoundCloud or Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts or find us online at woub.org. They can also follow us on Twitter at outlet underscore woub and Instagram at newswatch underscore woub. We'll be back next week with more stories from Southeast Ohio.